0: Back pain flare-ups are one of the worst things you can deal with but they're inevitable. They're going to happen. It's a matter of when. What matters most is not stressing out over how to prevent them but how to handle them, how to get past them as fast as possible. And in today's episode of the Fitness for Back Pain podcast, this is episode number seven, we're talking about how to overcome your current back pain flare-up as fast as possible. Now, we're gonna be talking about a lot of really cool stuff, um, but I really I wanna be very specific with the steps that you take. I'm gonna give you about four of them in order. Um, and if you wanna take these to the next level, dive even deeper, and add some things to this that are really going to revolutionize how fast you get through them and give you just more detail and actionable things. I'll have a really cool resource for you um, at the end of, the, of this podcast episode if you want to check that out but this podcast this episode in and of itself will give you everything you need to see massive changes in your current flare-up. Um, so just stay tuned. Let's dive right in. So we got to first part the seas here right We have a severe flare-up where like you're unable to walk right like you're just, You know, you can't get out of bed. That's that's something a little bit different. You obviously want to be cautious, be careful, um, be mindful of how severe your situation might be. The type of flare-up that I'm talking about is what I call a mobile flare-up, as in your symptoms are higher. It could be a 9 out of 10, but you're not necessarily calling out of work, you're not uh, wheeling yourself around in a wheelchair, you're, you're, you're mobile, you're able to get around, you're able to do some things. Um, if it was severe, if you are like 10 out of 10 in bed, one of the first steps you're gonna tack onto this is just give yourself some time to calm down. Lay around, maybe take a little bit of ibuprofen, something like that, just to kinda get you out of that severe, severe setting. Where I wanna pick up on this episode is step one after that severe, severe stage. So hopefully you're in that stage. You're not in the immobile. You are in the mobile stage of your chronic pain flare-up, which I I would say this is where 85 to 90% of people, when they're dealing with a flare-up, this is kind of where they're at. It's annoying, it hurts, but this is just their reality. So the first step you're going to take is find your entry point to relief. Flare-ups are we have to look at them differently than like a chronic pain situation, right? Because flare-ups are in the moment. Flare-ups are something that happens because you did too much or you have a lot of stress, you have a lot of things going on in your life that has just all come to a head now and it is blowing out your back. Trust me, believe me, that is an actual real thing, okay? I'm not gonna go too deep into that right now. Um, But the first thing is finding your entry point to relief and this could mean a lot of different things. The easiest actionable things you can do is find your level of movement that is doable at your current stage of your flare-up. A lot of times this can be walking. Uh, This can be gentle low back movements such as cat-cows. That's a very common thing to do. Something that you probably have never heard me say is tummy time wiggles. That's something that I I kind of talk more towards when I'm working with someone one-on-one because it's kind of I have to introduce you to it and then like teach you how to do it and it really just allowing you to get movement in the low back in this dangerous scary painful place that is non-threatening it's more of like a passive way of getting movement in an area that is kind of inflamed so anyways you're finding your entry point into movement and you have to explore this get away from this mindset of like okay cat cows that's a way i can move and then maybe some twisting and then like maybe some some maybe some pure form stretches because my, my now my glutes are tight. That's a very like structured formulaic way of, of approaching it and it's what you see online all the time. When I say explore movement, I mean you can get weird, right? If you are having this massive flare up right now, And You can move your hips and your hips don't cause any pain. It's not making your pain worse or triggering what you're dealing with Then start with just your hips, right? And I'll kind of talk about this here a little bit more um, later, but explore movement in different ways and what you're looking for is your unique level of movement that you can get into That's not going to make your pain worse Okay Step two is, before we jump back in, if you're looking for a way to build smarter strength, you're in the gym working out, but your workouts are causing you more pain, you're not sure what approach you should take. Should I do less reps, more reps? Should I do more core training, less core training, more exercise, less exercise? Or what exercises to pick? That's a lot to think about, and if you're in pain, you're not really sure what to do or you've been trying to do it, and you're coming up short, I've got a free guide you can get right now, absolutely free to you. It's fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. I create a PDF that you can just download, take with you to the gym, build out your ideal workout, pick the work, the exercises you should be doing, and make your workout super simple, and make it as back-friendly as possible. You can grab that at fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. Let's jump back in. Don't panic, accept where you are, and you will heal. Faster. One of the biggest mistakes I see people do is try to fight their flare up. They're like, oh, this is frustrating. Why am I dealing with this? It needs to go away. I don't have time for this. I have to go on this vacation. I got this and this. And then they're like taking pills and they're stretching and they're looking on YouTube for, you know, flare up relief strategies or back pain, whatever, whatever. And you're just, you're hyper focused and you're giving this flare up a lot. Of attention. It almost, it, it, it almost like it comes becomes a full-time job while you're dealing with it to deal with it, and that is the worst thing you can do because it creates hyper vigilance around your symptoms. As in, you wake up, and the moment you wake you up, you're like, oh, oh god, it's there. Great, my whole day's ruined. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to have to do this and this and this. And we want to stay away from that. Okay so don't make it your full-time job you know your belief around getting better is really the number one thing you have to kind of hang on to during an acute flare-up because if we're feeding ourselves oh this, this is this crap is this is this is messing me up i got so much to do then again hyper we're focusing on it we're catastrophizing it make it into a big deal but If you are on a good process, a good off-ramp on your chronic back pain, and this is just an uptick in symptoms, what I talk about with my students is like, hey, this is a part of the process. There are elements to flare-ups that are really just giving us insight into, hey, what are we doing? What's going on in our strategy? Should we change something? Or is this something that we just have to kind of say, hey, you're still healing? This is just showing that your brain and body are still very much alive. And these old habits, these old patterns of thinking around these these neural connections, and again, that's a little bit a superficial way of explaining a very deep topic, but this is your body still saying, hey, you know what, I'm still having these chronic situations, but if you have a good strategy, then you can have hope that you are getting better. This flare-up is all just a temporary thing, okay? So don't panic, accept where you are and you will heal faster, trust me. If you can be consistent with your movement, making sure you're finding your entry point. Step three, push more movement and pay close attention to your triggers. So there's a point in your recovery during a flare-up, it could be three days, it could be five days, it could be a week or two weeks, doesn't really matter. Who cares about a schedule? Get rid of your schedule. At some point, you're gonna notice that you can do a little bit more, right? And if you can't, it's okay, but you'll notice that things are kind of starting to improve. So what you want to do is don't pump the brakes and kind of start only doing things that are safe. Keep exploring different levels, progressing uh, as far as the difficulty goes, progressing up with the difficulty of your movements, right? Keep exploring movement. Your body is a chain, right? We all we, we tend to look at back issues or the body is something that we have to fix at the source, right? It's my my L5S1 disc that I ruptured and I had degenerative disc above that site, so all of my focus should be right there when it comes to my flare-up. And that might be where all of my sensitivity is, my quote unquote inflammation is, but it's not where I should always be focusing. When it comes to trying to get movement back into the body, breaking this stronghold that your brain has on the body because remember if your muscles are contracting it's not the disc that's making your muscles contract Okay, If you're having muscle spasms, if you're having tight glutes, it's not your herniated disc that's causing the muscle spasm to happen. It's signals from the brain saying, hey, something is going on. We need to protect. we got to keep things safe. He or she is doing something that, we, that they shouldn't be doing or that we are afraid of them doing. So we're going to send these things to get them to stop. Okay? that's Again, that's another way we can go very, very deep, but we're going to keep that superficial just for this podcast episode. But that is the reality of the situation. So what you have to do is you have to make sure that you are looking at the body as a chain, the entire thing. If you can move your knees, if you can move your hips, if you can move your shoulders, if you can move your neck, if you can move or twist maybe your thoracic spine, get some thoracic spine extension, and it doesn't trigger your symptoms, guess what? Those little snacks of movement are showing your brain, hey, we can move and not be in pain, interesting. So if we keep doing what we can do without pain, our brain is going to shift out of this protection, oh my gosh, what happened, safety mode, to okay, I think we're good now. I think we're gonna get better now. Because you're not blowing past your pain threshold, I'm not saying, oh, your back is spasming, or your back is tight, your low back is is on fire, whatever, however you describe it, to deadlift a, a bunch of weight or to go, you know, rearrange your garage after washing your truck. I'm not saying you do that. That's blowing past that threshold of pain. No, but if you respect your your threshold of pain and you're always right below that threshold, that threshold is going to go up, okay? It's, it's gonna happen. You just gotta trust the process and be consistent with what you're doing. Move your legs, your arms, your hips, um, shoulders, even your low back in a gentle way, okay? Now we're, we're, we're progressing, doing more now. Maybe it might be going back to Grabbing your golf clubs and maybe doing some gentle swings. We're not playing a full 18 holes, but we're doing some gentle swings. Maybe you're back in the gym, but you're just doing bodyweight stuff. You're not doing like big deal exercises. Maybe you're out in the yard doing some things, but you're not going to re your whole backyard. Instead, you're just going to go to the garden and pull some weeds in one of the beds and be done, right? And just keep yourself in a place where you're learning that you are getting better, but you're not provoking and making it worse. There's a dance. This is where back pain is very unique to the individual. Okay, This is where you have to either get someone to help you explore this or you have to be able to explore it yourself. If you're not willing to or able to, this is where you'll be stuck on medication. This is where the doctors will say, oh, you need surgery. You gotta fix the bulge. If you didn't have the bulge, you wouldn't have the flare up. That's BS. It's a lie. We've been brainwashed to think that. It's not true, period. Okay. Alright, final step. Build resilience, not restriction. Okay, so resilience is when we build the ability in our body to handle more than it is able to handle more or handle now. Okay, I, I just I just completely destroyed that. Building resilience is our ability to build strength, build the ability to handle and manage more than it can right now, right? And even maybe before the flare-up happened. This is why exercise and strength has to be such an important part of your relief strategy because it's not only helping you overcome the fear of movement, of exercise, whether it be after herniated disc, bulging disc, a fusion, any kind of disc surgery after after a ruptured disc like me, we have to use exercise and strength and resistance training to build resilience in our body around our fusion site around our herniated disc. Obviously, you wanna be correcting these things. You wanna be addressing the herniated disc through movement and exercise and pain relief strategies. But a part of that strategy is exercise. So you have to get to a point, even if you feel a little bit of sensitivity, find consistency with your exercise. One of the biggest things I teach my one-on-one students inside of my accelerator strength um, and pain relief program is this, the art of consistency. And when you're having symptoms, especially when you're new, you, you're, your symptoms are like up and down, up and down, up and down, and almost like a roller coaster. And what typically people do is when their pain is high, their activity goes down and they're like, oh God, they're recovering. But then when their pain is down low, their activity is high. Okay, great, I feel good. Today, we're gonna do everything. We're gonna conquer the world because I feel like a million bucks. And then they wake up the next day and they're completely destroyed and they spend the next three days doing nothing. This is the yo-yo effect. It's the roller coaster of chronic pain. In order for you to be able to build resilience... I got a frog in my throat. I got no water. (coughs) Here we go. In order for you to build resilience in your body, you have to be willing to be consistent and find a consistent place to introduce and stick to some level of exercise. Let me grab some water. Restriction, on the other hand, is you removing, restricting, keeping yourself from doing the things that are scary, right? Oh man, i I bl- this, you know, Washing my truck is what messed my back up, is what sent me into this flare-up. Cutting my grass is what sent me into this flare-up. Going on that hike with my son is what I can't do 10-mile hikes, now. I can't do five-mile hikes anymore, I can't do it. So you, instead of building resilience back into your body, you build restrictions, as in, this is my life, this is what I used to be able to do, and this is what I'm gonna allow myself to do now, because anything above that, I have pain. That's a, a survival strategy. If you're living that life right now, please stop. Please get help. Like, re email me, and I, I'm going to convince you that you can do so much better because I have hundreds of stories of people who have. But the problem is, instead, we just want to restrict. We want to cut back on our hikes, cut back on our bike riding, cut back on our kayaking, on our traveling, on all the things that give us joy and purpose in life, we live a restricted life. And that's not what you want to do when it comes to chronic back pain. It doesn't work. So build resilience. It's this art of progressing, right? Going more, doing more, adding things in strategically at the right time to take your healing to the next level. Instead of just sitting around on your couch or in your bed, popping ibuprofen, thinking that the relief that you're getting every time you take that 800 milligrams ibuprofen is what's gonna fast track you to relief. No, you taking that medication is killing the ability for your body to create its own inflammation response and actually get you out of pain, causing your pain to be more chronic. That is a real deal thing and that's actually coming out more and more in science, that when we take anti-inflammatories, it ruins our body's natural response and causing us to have chronic pain symptoms down the road. So that is really the, the four most important things to respond and how to respond to a flare-up. It's not ice packs, it's not heating pads, it's not medication, it's not massages. All those things feel good. I'm not saying that you know a, a heating pad doesn't feel good, but when you are addicted to your heating pad, Every time you come home, it's not a long-term approach. it's a short-term survival strategy. Now I mentioned earlier at the top of the video if you know you're looking for something more you're like, okay like I, I get this flare-up thing, I get the concept of what of what I should do but like there's got to be more to this. there's got to be a f- you know, just more detail more actionable things that i can kind of like take steps on and i do have a program that i kind of only offer to a certain group of people um, that i'm working with and it's called my seven day flare-up fix you might have heard about this you may not have heard about this you cannot go to my website and get this it's kind of again like a private exclusive course Um, that I offer to get people on the right track. I give them a seven-day roadmap of exactly what they should be doing each and every day when it comes to finding the movements that feel good, find the movements that feel bad, finding the exact steps that you should be taking from a movement perspective to overcome your flare-up as fast as possible, but also the most important things you should be doing in that moment during that flare-up to desensitize your body's response to that flare-up, not by taking medication, but what's the most natural way of desensitizing this pain, these symptoms, as fast as possible. Everything is mapped out in this seven-day flare-up fix. If you're interested in going deeper, finding out more about what that is, and getting more of the like deep insider coaching that I usually do around this topic with someone individually, you can go to fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash flare-up. Fix, F L A R E U P Fix, F I X, okay? Fitnessbackpin.com forward slash flare up fix. Thank you so much for checking it out. Let me know um, if this was helpful for you. If it wasn't, I'm sorry. I'll try to do better next time. But I always am loving input, loving feedback from you guys. If you're watching or listening to this on any kind of podcast platform, wherever you listen to those things at, Be sure to give a five-star review. Leave a comment. Um, Just let me know how this is changing your life, if it is changing your life, and if not, what I can do to make better content, more content for you to provide more value. If you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you for hanging on this long. Uh, If you want a little bit more coaching around exercise, if you're looking for something that's going to help you understand what you should and should not be doing from a weightlifting perspective, I do have a free guide you can go to. It's fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. If you're in the gym trying to get better at what you're doing, but your workouts are causing you more pain, that is the guide to get fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.